Hello, hello. Welcome to yet another episode of the Bard Talks podcast. Um, little known secret about my podcast is I normally record it from within my vehicle. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of weird, but when you have a family, you know, you got your uh, your kids running around the house and your pets, you know, it's it's a little chaotic. It's a little hard to find a spot to concentrate sometimes unless I wait up till very late at night when everyone's asleep. And that always doesn't work out because lo and behold, I fall asleep. The days of me staying up late and having the all-night game sessions or the all-night anime binges or the all-night movie watching, TV, whatever have you, um, those days are just harder to come by. You know, I am 35 and it's uh it's a little difficult to uh to keep doing that you know i uh, i'm usually up at 5 or 6 in the morning because that's the time before my family gets up and before the day really starts and that's my quiet time that's the time of the day that i tend to play my games a little bit or i get a little anime in or even i just sit back and and grind a little uh pokemon or octopath traveler lately um and watch some Frasier, you know, that's uh, one of the shows I've been re-watching lately. Took a little break from anime after having a good solid month of just binging series after series, which I still can't get over how great Hunter Hunter was. But I've just been watching through Frasier lately, it's a comfort show, and uh, I enjoy it, I enjoy the hell out of it. But uh, today, I am recording this episode from my dining room table, because my son is napping, my dog is asleep, the wife is at work, and it's a rare moment of tranquility. You don't get a lot of that when you have two kids, one on the way, and a whole life of responsibility and adulthood to keep up with. But today, because I haven't talked about it yet, I've I've mentioned it in spurts on other episodes, but I really want to dive into uh, TCGs, trading card games. Um, that it's a a big love affair of mine. That's also a big hatred of mine. It's it's very on and off. Um, I have played a, a wide variety of TCGs over the years, collected, done the tournaments. You know, done the kitchen table magic, if you will. Uh, big magic fan have been since I learned how to play on a school band trip in 1997, 1998, that area. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to, to dive into that and to talk a little bit about it because it's something I know a lot of you who listen who like to enjoy or have enjoyed at some point. It's wonderful how how prevalent TCGs still are in our gaming you know community you know how big that stuff is and and not you know and beyond that how the economics of it have has just gotten bananas um but as you know when it comes to tcgs uh you do have your basics you know pokemon still going strong magic still there Yu-Gi-Oh. um uh, still a great and thriving Yu-Gi-Oh community. I know several people uh, in my life that still play and they go to tournaments, travel for that. But then you have your other uh, trading card games. You know, for a while we had a Final Fantasy trading card game, which we still do. It's still there. It's uh, bigger in Japan than it is here in America. Um, you still have Cardfight Vanguard, which I played for a couple of years. I uh, did a couple of tournaments with that. It was a good time. It's a pretty fun game, a little eccentric, but pretty fun. 
you know, you have Digimon has a card game now that seems uh, pretty interesting. I haven't really gotten into it because I have some strong Digimon opinions. For somebody who preaches that console wars are ridiculous and gaming is open and should be accessible to everybody and I can't stand elitism, this, that, and the other, a purely subjective opinion I have is that Digimon is the stepchild of Pokemon that not even the orphanage wanted. <laughs> That's a pretty shitty thing to say about Digimon, I guess, but it is what it is. Um, you also have a Weiss Shorts, which I don't know if any of you have played that or heard of that, but it's an anime-based card game, and it's got to be the most insane card game I've ever seen played. Um, a couple of years ago, I traveled to Atlanta, Georgia, for a Vanguard event, and they had, in that whole event, they had a Vanguard tournament, a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament, and that was the first time I saw Weiss Schwartz being played. And I have to say, it is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I could not begin to wrap my head around it. I understood how to play uh, Warhammer before I, in a, in a shorter amount of time than I have understood the nuances and intricacies of Weiss Schwartz. It's just not a game that, I, you know, as much as I love anime, it's just something that I just can't get my head around. It just seems a little out there, but it also seems pretty fun. It seems like it has a, a pretty good community. Um, although one of the funniest phrases I've ever heard uttered in my life at a gaming event, albeit a video game, tabletop game, card game, whatever, was uttered at this, uh, at this tournament that I went to for Vanguard. Uh, my friends and I had arrived at the convention hall in Atlanta, and we uh, were getting set up, you know, checking out the uh, the vendors. And, you know, on that note, for my money, there is no better time at a tournament. Like, the tournament, whether it's a video game, card game, whatever, tournaments are great. Tournaments are fantastic. It is a wonderful time to uh, congregate with your friends, to meet new friends, to share ideas, you know, and the tournament itself is a good time. It's, you know, I, the competition of it is fun. Of course, you always run into people who take it way too seriously, way too far. And yes, there's some money and prizes on the line, but it's never worth acting like a complete jackass over. But um, as far as that goes, I always found the day before the tournament, the night before, in between rounds, uh, the times that you're hanging out with people, having the conversations, meeting new people, uh, talking to the vendors, browsing the shops that they have on site. Um, I always found those moments to be more enjoyable and more fun than the tournament itself. Um, and that's, you know, the same with conventions, really. You know, uh, you have events and panels and all that stuff at conventions, uh, cosplay events, tournaments for different games at certain conventions. But I found that the camaraderie and the brotherhood and the fellowship of just being with fellow gamers and sharing ideas and sharing uh, passions with one another to be amazing. I think it's one of the most fun and enjoyable things you can do in gaming as a whole. You know, it's the uh, those times you get to sit down at a at a little table area in a hotel lobby and, and you got your three friends with you, three or four friends with you, and then you've got some new people you just met from another city, you know, who knows how far they traveled for, you know, people travel long distances for these things and and you get to meet new people, learn about uh, new areas that they're from, you know, and learn about how they came into their hobby and their passion. And, and I think it's great. I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really good time. 
But at this specific uh, Vanguard tournament, I heard the most hilarious phrase. Where my friends and I were walking around, we're checking out the vendors, and then uh, we picked up a couple of things that we needed for our Vanguard decks. You know, singles here, some sleeves there. And then we walked to an empty spot on the table, and as we're walking to an empty table, we walked past the, uh, there's a Weisschwartz uh, pre-tournament event going on. And we heard this one random person. I have no idea who this person is. I can't even remember what they look like. I just heard the voice ring out from a distance. And it echoed throughout the convention hall. And after he said this phrase, there was silence and then a roar of laughter. Because it was great. Apparently, this person just won his round. And you heard him slam his cards down and yell out to his opponent, Your bloodline is weak and you will not survive the winter. Your bloodline is weak and you will not survive the winter. Hilarious. Like, I don't particularly throw the word weeb around too much because it seems to be so disparaging. But that's the definition. <laughs> that's that's absolutely the definition of the word weeb. <laughs> oh, that was a uh, that was a good time. Uh, that was actually pretty fun to to witness that and we just were stunned, you know, like wow, that's that happened. <laughs> and I've been to some some crazy events in the past and that definitely takes the cake as far as hilarious phrases I've ever heard I've ever heard said out loud. But getting back to my point here, uh, trading card games are just such an integral part of my gaming history, my memories, my childhood, all the way up to adulthood. Um, I was introduced to card games with magic, like I said, on a, uh, a middle school band trip. A friend of mine taught me how to play it. Or at least taught me his version of how to play it because, you know, Magic back then had a pretty intricate rule book and it's only gotten more complex as the years have gone by. I think it was around the time the Ice Age expansion had come out. I could be wrong. But I'm sitting there in a Taco Bell in Weatherford, Oklahoma, <laughs> learning this game and I just fell in love with it. I didn't know that card games could be that much fun because you got to think at that time, I was real big into Final Fantasy VII. I was real big into Pokemon Red and Blue. You know, Gold and Silver were just about to come out. I was real big into Mario games on 64. You know, Mario Kart, Party, what have you. Um, so yeah, it was it caught my attention in, in a, such a way that I could not even foresee, you know, because it, it's something I still do. I mean, like, I don't necessarily play in shops anymore with Magic. I still collect cards from time to time. I do play on Arena a lot. I think MTG Arena is the best thing to happen to that game since the game's creation. Because while Magic the Gathering Online is fun and verbatim as far as what you would see at a table when you're playing the game, MTG Arena has a very Hearthstone feel to it, and it's very aesthetically pleasing, and it's fun. It's a great way to play Magic, and it's got a great tutorial program. If you're curious about playing Magic and want to learn how to play Magic, I can't encourage you enough to play Arena. Um, you could unlock decks, has the tutorial advances, um, you can earn while while playing against other people online. Um, there are ranked modes and then there are casual modes, and you can earn coin in the game to buy new packs. Or you can spend real-world money on packs, and it equals about a dollar a pack. You don't get as many cards as you do in a real-life pack, but it's not a bad investment. 
as far as what you get out of it. Um, it has a crafting system where if you have too many copies of cards or you can pull what are called wild cards out of packs from time to time and they uh, and you can use those wild cards to craft um, commons, uncommons, rares, mythics. And it's great. You know, they have a standard format, which is your regular uh, format consisting of newest sets for uh, their online tournaments and stuff. And they have a historic format, which is a, a hodgepodge of older sets mixed with the newest sets. And it's, uh, I think it's great. I think it's got a, a wonderful um, dynamic to it that if you're interested in learning how to play Magic, I cannot recommend Arena enough. But after learning how to play Magic, or at least getting my foot wet, you know, in that ocean that is Magic the Gathering, um, uh, not too long around that time frame, um, Pokemon TCG came out, and my friends and I ate that shit up. You know, we had the uh, the starter decks, which uh, the rare in that, it was a fighting deck, if you remember. It had um, a champ was the hollow rare, and it was a good time. You know, we read through the rules super quick, and I remember the very first time, I remember it vividly, that I played the Pokemon card game. It was at a friend of mine's house. Um, we were sitting on the floor in his dining room area for some reason, we flipped through the rules. We had the little play mats out. We're like, oh, we can do this cool. You know, if you've ever played the Pokemon card game, uh, you understand that there's an active Pokemon and then there's five on your bench, similar to how when you're battling on the Pokemon video game, you have six at a time on your team. Um, but we didn't pay attention to the specific details of this uh, of Pokemon, of the card game. So we're sitting there with our active Pokemon out, and we've got a bench of like 15 Pokemon, because we were just like fly-by-nighting it. Like, we were just going like, ah, this seems right. Nah, I don't want to take the time to read the rules. you got to think I was 12, 13 years old at that time, so we were just very much in the moment caught up in it. And that began this long, lifelong love affair with the Pokemon cards. I don't really play, I haven't played the game in a public setting, the card game Pokemon, um, in years. It's been a long time. But I still buy the packs from time to time when I can find them, which is a whole other topic I plan to get into at the uh, at some point in this uh, episode. Um, but uh, there is an online uh, card game for Pokemon, and it's similar to Arena. Not necessarily the same view, the same uh, aesthetics of it, but it does have tutorial program. If you want to learn how to play the Pokemon card game, it will teach you. It's got the same kind of idea where you, if, when you win games, you can win coins to buy packs, and... And if you buy Pokemon packs in real life, they come with code cards that you can use to get new packs on Pokemon TCG Online. So it, it's pretty fun. I think Arena is the better online card game, but it is it is pretty fun. But I, I got so into Pokemon, and it was, it was at the right time, too, because uh, not long after that game came out, um, I want to say 2001, 99, 2000, 2001, you had the Pokemon TCG leak, which at our I used to have to drive when this leak first started. It was held at a Walden Books in a mall about 50 minutes away from my hometown. So I was busting my ass doing my chores every week as you know, young child that I was. So my parents would drive me on a Saturday morning almost an hour away to a mall so I can go to this bookstore and play in the Pokemon card game leak. And for those of you who don't remember this league, or you're too young to have ever heard of it even, um, what the premise of it was, you you had your cards, you know, and you had your decks, and you could go in there, you make your trades, you could play for fun, whatever, but you had a little booklet that every time you won a game against another opponent, you got a stamp. And when you got a certain amount of stamps, I want to say it was five, it could have been ten, but I think it was five, 
you could challenge the uh, gym leader, which was the league organizer. And if you beat him, you got a badge. You know, you started, uh, it was the same eight badges that you can earn on Pokemon Red and Blue. And I still have all eight of mine. It's uh, one of my treasured pieces of my gaming uh, memorabilia collection. I, I can't ever imagine parting with those because it was great. And that's how that worked. That That's how that league was worked. It wasn't very long-lived. Um, it eventually it fell apart. Um, unfortunately, as bookstores began to fall apart, you know, Walden Books went out, Borders went out, Books a Million is hanging on by a thread, and Barnes & Noble is destined for bankruptcy, I think. Just an opinion. But that league... Uh, not too long into the early 2000s just fell apart but you know Pokemon did revamp it you know you had play Pokemon you know you've got the system that it is now if you're familiar with the card game now and how it's run now it's a completely different way of doing things you get points you know you can check your standings online locally nationally globally um, so they are still catering to the card game, obviously. They're still coming out with new sets. It's They still have the tournaments. It's still really great, and I'm, ha- I'm happy that the younger generation has it, and I'm happy that the people who are in my generation who still play it have an, have an outlet to still play this game. But those were some of the greatest times of my childhood. And eventually a local bookstore in my hometown started the league, and I was able to do it there. didn't have to beg my parents to drive all that way just for me to play cards. But we got to do that at, uh, in my hometown, and it, it was a really good time. But yeah, that was, uh, you know, playing Magic, playing Pokemon. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I never really got into. Uh, I have friends who's, who do play Yu-Gi-Oh! regularly. I have, in recent years, tried Duel Links. Uh, I played it on my phone and on my laptop just to finally, decades later, get around to learning how the game worked. Um, and, and that was enjoyable, and... It's just not a game that I ever wanted to buy and get into because I just never saw... It just wasn't for me. It's a really fun game. I'll give it that. It is a very fun game. Yu-Gi-Oh! can't under, understate the popularity of it, but it just wasn't something that tickled my fancy like the way that Pokemon does or Magic, you know, or uh, Vanguard when I played that for a couple of years. And, I, you know... These were great times. These were great games to play. They're still great games to play, you know? If you've never played Vanguard, you should. Uh, Cardfight Vanguard Zero is a mobile game you can play that uh, will teach you how to play that game. Um, but just the amount of card games that are out there now is crazy. Um, in September of 2015, I opened a card and game store in my hometown with two of my really good friends. And I was a part owner of it until the uh, beginning of 2017 when my family and I decided to move down south for uh, family reasons, job reasons. And I decided to get out of the card and game business, retail business. But I tell you, we sold uh, a lot of Magic, a lot of Pokemon, a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh!, I was running Friday night magic tournaments, I was running, uh, you know, Pokemon events, I was running Yu-Gi-Oh events, and I gotta tell you, you know, we had the Dungeons and Dragons, we had the uh, Munchkin events, we had, you know, all these different board game nights, you know, and we did have a few different D&D groups that we would rent out rooms in our store to, so they could uh, play, and those were all great, but I tell you, the, the business aside, because owning your own business is the it's it's something I would recommend to anybody who enjoys having a constant migraine. So if you don't enjoy having a constant migraine and sleepless nights and never seeing your family, own a business. It's wonderful. 
but just having those card game events and being able to take some of my most treasured memories as far as going to big, like I've been to Magic Grand Prix, regionals when those were a thing. I've been to big Pokemon events. Um, being able to bring those memories and those uh, that, that feeling of joy and euphoria into my local you know area was great. And being able to share my passion and my love of card games with my friends as a business owner and as a as as a friend with all these people that I grew up with that were supporting my business and and my hometown is a military town so we would have a lot of airmen is there's an air force base there that we would have a lot of airmen uh, come into our card shop and and pick up uh, you know how to they were curious like hey you know I normally play D and D and Warhammer but I've always wanted to learn how to play Magic. We would have days on, you know, on certain weekends or maybe on a, on a random weeknight sometimes where we would have uh, classes to teach people, this is how magic works. This is how Pokemon works. We would bring other people in who knew how to play the Dragon Ball Z card game or knew how to play Vanguard, and we would run events for that. And so it was really cool to watch that card game community grow again, even for a moment in time, you know, to to just share that love and that, uh, and the and the enthusiasm that I have for that with other people and watching it grow. And I tell you, something else that was really fun about owning a card and game store was watching friends of mine come in with their children and introduce them to Pokemon and introduce them to uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! And just watching that kind of generational heirloom, you know, hand, you know, being passed down, that baton being passed down. I think that was a, a really, really great time. I will say... Uh, it's it's almost kind of sad, in a way, to go over this. Because I got a little list of notes here. And some things I was going to talk about, you know. And, and I've already touched on a lot of them. But, in a way, it's fun to talk about this topic. But it is also a little sad. Because with my video games, you know, like I play online with people. I still do Pokemon with online with friends. Um... I still play uh, like Borderlands right now with my wife and uh, I had for a while I was playing Warzone with other friends and Halo and, and you know this that, and the other and playing video games online with friends I you know that's still there that's still a thing I do but the fact that those days of playing card games in stores for me are in the past it's kind of sad like it's great memories to pick up on and then but knowing that like my oldest son who I mentioned in my last podcast has Pokemon cards but he has no interest in learning how to play and that's perfectly fine um unfortunately um I can't see myself going out and getting involved in a in a local community the town I live in now uh here in Alabama has a card shop game shop it is run by the nicest guy I think I've ever met um it's it's a wonderful place but and I won't name any names, and I'm not going to name the... If you know where I live in Alabama, then that's great. But if you don't, I'm not going to name it because I don't want this to sound like an attack because it is not. It is simply the truth, and it's a reputation that they know they have, and it's well-earned, and they seem to embrace it. But when you when you focus on card games and you have a tabletop game group or a TCG group that you're a part of, community is everything. And I have traveled around a lot. I have played games at a lot of card shops and game shops in a lot of states that I've been to. I have never come across a more elitist, narcissistic, arrogant group of card game players than I have here where I live. And it's super unfortunate. It's so bad that when I traveled to Atlanta for, this, for the Vanguard event I spoke of earlier, 
And we met people who said, hey, where are you from? And I say, hey, we're from this city. And they go, wow, are you nice or are you terrible? And those were legitimate questions that we had because the reputation precedes itself in this whole region. I mean, now, on that note, there are people here that I've met. I have a handful of friends here through those card games that are great. Um, they are wonderful people, Good have become really good friends of mine. I'd go to bat for them any day of the week. But the community as a whole here is so detrimental to its own cause. It's it's so full of ego that I don't understand how anybody can even want to get involved in it. And for as much as I talk about a love of card games and all this stuff, you would think like, wow, why don't you still go out and play? You know, when I talked about how much I love Arena for playing Magic, there's a very big reason for that. It's because I have a I have a friends list on there of people I can play with from time to time, and then there's random computer opponents, you know, not computer opponents, but uh, other people I can play with in random matchups, you know, from anywhere in the world. But it, it's because I don't have to go out and see the people that play in the card shops around this area. There's about five or six card shops in this metro area, and I don't go to any of them anymore. I've had nothing but bad experiences since the day I moved here at those card shops, and I just, I don't do it. You know, and that, that sucks. That sucks so bad. And it's the same in, you know, video games as well as something I've talked about. But if your community is bad, why? Why would anybody want to join it? You're killing your own cause. You know, there was a time in the ah, mid-2000s, I guess, that Magic it lost some popularity, you know. And it came roaring back, and I'm glad it did because it's a really great game. But it's... It's things like that, knowing that your game of choice, that your passion is finicky at best when it comes to loyalty and, and popularity and player base, you're always going to have people, you know, anywhere you go that are just shitty people. You're going to run into that. It's going to happen. Nothing you can do about it. But you don't have to be part of the problem. And But when you have a numerous amount of those people and that to the point that your whole community gets known for it, you're done like you're gonna just you're going against your own purpose you're going against your own cause you're going against anything that these games stand for they take it so literally because they're all about the winnings they're all about the prizes they're all about the rankings and it's cool to win it's great but but why you know what i mean like you might think i'm answering my own question and maybe I, and you might think i'm naive as well because every aspect of gaming has people like this but i just can't wrap my head around it the whole point of a game, in any way, whether it's tabletop, video card, whatever, is to escape reality. It is to escape the stress. It is to find an outlet. You do not go into a game to go, how can I make my life harder and worse and less enjoyable? No, you go into it because it releases you from the tension and anxiety of your day-to-day -day life. So when you run into a whole community of card game players that would rather see their own... <clears throat> excuse me... <clears throat> See their own grandmother run over by a freight train before they give you a helping hand of, of any kind or before they welcome you into their group. I, I don't get it, you know. I, and I'm sure many of you have experienced things like this in your own gaming uh, communities, but it, it, it has to be one of the worst gaming communities I've ever seen. And that's unfortunate and that sucks. But the good thing about that is... It, I saw it early, I saw it quickly, and I didn't have to waste any of my time. I made a few good friends. I've got a lot of great friends online that I can play games with, you know, I can play Magic with. I, I still play uh, the Vanguard mobile game with a few friends here and there, not as much as I used to. Um, but it's there are ways to get around having a bad community, thankfully. But yeah, that's uh, 
that's really what I, I wanted to discuss today was, my, you know, creating card games. And I, and I think I covered a lot of good points there about why I love this and how important it is, I think, uh, to me and my memory and my childhood and my youth and, and how important it is to me now to hold on to that kind of passion because it is still something that's prevalent in our gaming community and it's still something that you know my oldest son is not interested in which is fine but maybe my younger children will want to get into and I can share that with them but unfortunately and this will probably be the last point that I touch on because it's it's almost a down note to end on but it is uh, an unfortunate reality of gaming right now, card games. If you have any time today, tomorrow, this weekend, whatever, go to your local Walmart and Target, pick up a pack of Pokemon cards, take a picture of it and show it to me. If you can, I'll send you five bucks because I don't think you're going to find them. And there's a reason for that. All Targets, according to a corporate policy, have stopped selling Pokemon cards in their stores. Excuse me. Uh, Almost all Walmarts have stopped selling Pokemon cards in their stores. And there's a reason, a very shitty reason for that, is because people were, uh, during the pandemic, had nothing to do, obviously, a lot of time on their hands if they were staying at home, um, were going out and scooping up a bunch of sports cards that they could find, and then they eventually ran out of finding those, and they scooped up a bunch of Pokemon cards, because Pokemon has a specific nostalgic effect to it. Magic will never have the value that Pokemon does. There are magic cards that are incredibly valuable, but Pokemon, like, the actual pull of it and the relativity of it um, and the relatability of it, it's magic will never touch that. And because of that, they're buying up all this Pokemon product and they're selling them, not even opening them, selling them for 300, 400, 500% markups. Like you can go to a, you used to be able to go to a Target and buy a $40 box of Pokemon cards that came with like nine packs or 10 packs in it, a, bu- a whole pack of basic energy so you can build decks out of the cards you got. Um, people are, if they ever find them out in the wild now, people are scooping them up, and these flippers are selling them for $240, 80 a box. Terrible. And that's that's a surefire way to kill a card game, because you're not even getting anybody in access to it. And there is, you know, there's already a limited supply, because one of the printing companies that uh, the Pokemon company used to make this card game went out so they lost some production ability there and it became hard to find the product and now people were getting so violently uh how to phrase it they were getting so enraged about finding this product and knowing the value of it that they were they were causing fights at targets they were causing fights at walmart you know just to scoop this stuff up and sell it for a value that no parent could pay for so these kids now who are trying to get into this game have no way of doing it unless they play it online. And I think that's terrible. It goes back to what I was just talking about community. There are so many people in so many facets of certain trading card games that are just shooting their own selves in the foot. And you really hate to see it. Because trading card games, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, are wonderful. They're great. If you're not into any of them, I implore you to try one of them. It is some of the best times you can have. I can't think of a more fun way to spend a Saturday night with a couple of friends of mine if we're not playing a video game. Um, To bring a couple of friends over to my house, pull out my boxes of magic cards, pour them on the table. We make some decks and just play and have fun and go for it. That's great. You can do that with any card game. And it's just sad to see that that has gone kind of by the wayside because people are valuing the economic part of it over the, the 
the therapeutic part of it, the community part of it, the the camaraderie part of it, and they're valuing um, these you know these big time tournaments and these prize pools and and that kind of thing over the strong friendships you can get out of these games. So, uh, to you know, kind of bring this all home. I do. I I hope you can see it through this podcast that trading card games are great. I love it. If you play Arena, if you play uh, even, I'll, I'll hop back on Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links and get that fired up again. If you play Vanguard Zero, um, you know, if you play Hearthstone, I, I do play Hearthstone. I think that's a really fun game. I play it from time to time. Uh, let me know. Let me know what games you play. What card games do you play? And if you want someone to play with, I'm down. You just let me know, and we'll do it. We'll hop on it. We'll get a game of Magic going. No problem. Just let me know on you know. Send me a message on Twitter at Bard Plays Games, and we'll uh we'll get some card games going. Cause like I'm I'm smiling talking about that because it's so much fun to me. Like, and I know eventually the craze right now of how people are flipping these cards for more money will die down. Eventually, this ship will right itself, and you'll have product again, and you'll have the community the, doing things the right way again. Uh, there, if there's one thing gaming in general, universal, is really good at, it is correcting itself. And in, in all things, there is balance, and I truly believe that. So at some point, people get so fed up with the way things are that they'll either stop doing it completely, or they'll, you know push back against that tide and change things for the better. And I tend to think the latter is the is the more likely outcome. So if you're in a town that has a local card shop and you want to learn how to play, go support your local card shop. Go support your local game store. Go just hop in one day and go, hey, you know, do you, do you have a Yu-Gi-Oh group? Do you have a Dragon Ball Z card game group? Do you have a Magic group here? You know, learn these games. Try to play these games. I know I spent a little time there talking about how terrible this one community in my town was, but for this city that I live in right now, for how bad this community is and how big this city is, there are, like I said, pockets of people that make it worth, you know, that make it worth knowing so you can, you know, get to know other people and get to play this game, these games with good people. Doesn't mean you have to go out and be a part of a bad community. You can make friends and play at your houses, you know? Um, I've played magic in restaurants before. <laughs> that that's that's peak nerd, but I've done it. But for every one bad community, I firmly believe there's ten great communities, and they're out there. You know, whether it's online, in person, whatever, you can find the good people, and you can find the people worth hanging out with, spending time with, playing games with. So, you know, support your shops, learn some of these games. If you have any questions about any of the games that I mentioned shoot me a message. I'm happy to teach anybody anything that I know. I think it's a really good time, and I think we'd have a lot of fun doing it. But that's been my show for today. If you listen to my rambling, meandering nonsense, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, thank you for uh, the support you all have given me. Um, thank you for uh, continuing to stick around and listen to these uh, podcasts as I continue to put them out. Today's Friday, uh, July 16th. I will probably be putting another podcast out over the weekend. Um, I got a few topics in mind. This weekend, I am determined to get some people on to join me as a guest. If you want to join me and have a conversation about anything under the sun, any game, any anime, any movie, any TV show, whatever you want to do, let me know. I really want to bring y'all into this. I think it would be so much fun. So hit me up on Twitter, at Bard Plays Games. Let me know what you want to talk about. We'll make that happen. 
I love each and every one of you. I think you're all wonderful people, and I think we're going to have a hell of a great weekend. We'll see you later.